Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Well, all right, Spiritual Trailblazer, we are back at it. Here we are, episode 212. What happens when you put yourself out there? And man, not only will I be speaking from personal experience, I'll be telling you about some of the women I have been working with in the past who have told me about their transitions when they really put themselves out there after several sessions of working with me. And and I want to share this because it's important. People see the end result often but there's a lot of people who don't see the background. And and I that's one thing I stress is to read about the background of the most wildly successful people or just people who you would admire in, in general. Maybe they're wildly successful in, in their own right, but it might be different than someone else's definition of success. So, you know, that's what we're going to be diving into today. Of course, I can do my housekeeping. If you haven't read this week's blog post, check it out. It's all about asking yourself if you're living your life to its full potential. What does that mean? Well, that's something really only you can truly answer. It's a feeling. What's my full potential isn't your full potential. Sometimes we look at other people and think, oh, why are they doing that at such a young age? I don't know. But that could be exactly what they wanted to do. So what I'm saying here is to just check it out, read it, see what applies to you. See if it's something that you may have been comfortable with in your life and not realize that you got very comfortable <laughs> with that and you need to change gears and, and you know, start to raise the, the potential level and figure out if that's something you truly want to do, it's easy to get comfortable. It's even easier not to realize when you're getting comfortable. Go ahead, check it out. Blog.tmariejohnson.com. And of course, the link is in the description for this episode. If you haven't checked out last week's episode, please do. Because I talked about my upcoming retreat, the main of the goddess retreat. It is on July 20th in Philadelphia. And I just, I broke down my why, the benefits, what you can expect. I briefly introduce you to the speakers, what they will be talking about, what I will be talking about. Check it out. It's 211. It's some good stuff in here. Next week's episode is Confessions of Tia. I drink spirits, therefore I'm spiritual. (laughs) Now it is a little tongue in cheek. But really that episode is sort of like a part two to last month's confessions of Tia, the whole just screw it, just do it, you know, just really living your life according to you. This is when you start doing that, you do some research and you think, oh, well, I'm a spiritual woman, so I should be living my life like this. I should be vegan. I should be doing yoga. I should be drinking green drinks. I should be, should be, should be, should be, should be. Yes, that, that applies for some people. It does work for them, but other people meet as part of our 
I don't want to say diet. It, it just sounds like an overused word. Meat is just part of our, our eating habits. It's something that, you know, we do. Maybe we don't need yoga, don't care for yoga, but maybe boxing is what we need. Okay, so it's, it's just not getting caught up in what being spiritual is based on what we see on mainstream media or, you know, what's being sold to us in way, shape, or form. You can be, you can have tattoos, you can cuss, you can have one night stands, and you can sure as hell drink alcohol and still be spiritual, okay? We have to look at that. Sometimes people are so busy trying to drink a green drink and put on an image, and that becomes a chore, and they're not spiritual. They're just on their spiritual high horse. There's a difference. So I talk about that, and that's a lot of relief for a lot of people, a lot of people think that they had to be a certain way, and that's not necessarily true. All right, so heads up for next week's episode. And I do have a checklist for you for today's episode. So hang tight for the link uh, for that checklist. So what happens when you put yourself out there? I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, and I was trying to figure out when was a good time to talk about it. and. It, not to overthink it because I am a chronic overthinker um, and I, I work on that, but it's just something I do and I don't even realize it half the time. I was trying to figure out where to place it because we're, we're in this zone. Where we're talking about goddesses and opening ourselves up and being vulnerable and all these other things. So I was thinking this was something, again, is on my mind for a very long time. Where does this fall in? And, and boom, here it is. It really matches with last week's episode, this week's, or excuse me, next week's. It's it's, it's like a nice three-parter that really wasn't a (laughs) three-parter. And I have a lot of personal experience with this that I want to share with you. I've been pretty much, not pretty much, I have been upfront with my fillers and Kybella, just things, getting my teeth fixed at age 30. That was a little bit like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm going to be this person with braces and 30. And I quickly got over that. Like, Psh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm doing this. So I have some points here that I realized has happened over the years. And this is also in combination with me talking and, and getting that feedback from the women who have worked with me, just what they experience when they put themselves out there, just 100% screw it. I have this map now in my head of how I'm going to live my life, how I'm going to work on my self-improvement in many areas. I mean, some some of these women are financially stable, stable in their career, but then it's their their self-care that's not stable. There's uh, the relationships that aren't stable, you know, personal relationships. So that's what we look at, all right? I get it. Life happens, things happen. This isn't a pressure to be 120% in all areas of your life all the time. That's ridiculous. That's 100% ridiculous. All right, we're going to have mood swings. We're going to have triggers. We're going to have injuries and surgeries and life cycles, crazy things like that, things we have no control over. So this is not about just pushing you out there and saying, you know, go out there and, you know, forget about everything and just, just, Go. No, I'm going to give you some tools, okay? All right. It's like sitting out in the cold without a sweater. No, it's crazy. All right. Everything 
I talk about is a calculated risk. Right? I, I would never tell you to just go sell your home, right? No, if, if you're in a marriage and it's a very unhappy marriage, it's not going anywhere. Whatever happened, you fell out of love. Whatever, it happened, you fell out of love. What do you do? You plan an exit strategy. Now, does that mean you're going to be selling your home? Maybe, but not off the bat. You're going to have a, an exit strategy. You're going to have to talk to divorce lawyer. You're going to have to talk to, you know, whomever else is involved before, you know, get an appraiser, figure out how much the house is worth now. There's a lot of things involved. So number one, you're going to meet fear, doubt, and, you know, you're going to have these uh, emotions that come up. And I talked about that in the past, how fear and doubt shows up, but it gets even more real right now because when you are putting yourself out there, it's not just, oh, I don't know if I should ask for that promotion because what if I get a backlash? You could kind of anticipate certain things that would happen to you when you're putting yourself out there, meaning you are going to start going on vacation and wearing a two-piece bikini, even though you're a mom who is in her 40s. And it's just like, oh, I know people are going to say something about that. It's like, I don't care. Like, I worked hard on my body. I'm proud of my body. So what? I'm a mom. It's okay to wear a two-piece on the beach. Or maybe you living your, you know, your, your life, really putting yourself out there is just not hiding that you are gay. You're just like, you know what? If people know, they know, whatever. My true friends will be around me no matter what. It could be you saying, I don't want to have any children. It could be you saying, I, I want a divorce, you know, but again, strategies, right? And the strategies aren't just to be combative. It's really just to gear you up to have you ready for whatever happens as best you can get ready. So you're going to have a conversation with fear and doubt. And it's going to be scary. One of the things I've done in the past and I do to this day is I look in the mirror. And in my bathroom, the mirror come out on two sides. So it's also a cabinet. So I call it the trifecta of Tia. So it's three mirrors. The mirror in front of me, the mirror on my right side, and the mirror on my left side comes out. So I pull it out like that and I have a talk with myself and I say things like, you can do this. If you can graduate through college at a time where you were crying all the time in the stalls, you know, in between classes because your grandmother was dying from cancer, then you can get through this. Okay. If you can barely make it into work and you're crying on the bus and you're crying in the restroom because your grandmother died of cancer and you know, your pop pop went missing and we ended up finding him in the morgue because he, he died. He was just so heartbroken over my grandmother's death. Then you can get through this. Now, does it have to be that deep, morbid for you? No, it could be. I, if I can ask for a promotion and be okay with not hearing a no and okay is just very loosely okay, then I can get through this. If I can ask for a promotion and got turned down three times, What's the fourth time? I'm going to keep going and keep going, or I'm going to just plan an exit strategy. Okay. Have that conversation with yourself. Look fear and doubt in the eyes, which is your eyes, because this is the stuff that you're thinking about, 
right? It may not even come true, that fear you have of putting yourself out there. But what I'm saying is, this is the time where you want to remind yourself what you're capable of. Even if you made it through something by a a strand of hair, you know, like by the skin of your teeth, right? (laughs) Even if you barely made it, I don't care if it's one of those things like when you pass a test with a 90, you know, and, and you needed that, you know, that one point, you know, it was like, oh, if I had an 89, I wouldn't have passed, but I got a 90 and my average became a 91, you know, even if you pass with one point, even if you made it with one minute to spare, I don't care. You, you did it. It doesn't matter. You did it. Okay. This is the time to remind yourself of your capabilities. All right. So have that conversation with fear and doubt. I don't care if you have to hold up a mirror. I don't care if you have your phone in front of you and you turn on the camera and you put on the face face front and have that talk with yourself. Have that talk with yourself. Okay, because when you put yourself out there, people are going to say, not I don't want to say going to, people can say even more mean things to you, things that you wouldn't even imagine. It's just like when I had to tell my mom about internet trolls. I mean, these trolls had said some of the most nasty things that were were further from the truth, but she didn't know that. It was her first two weeks on Facebook. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, once you remember what you're capable of, there isn't anything some negative person can say to you or someone who's passive aggressive can say to you. You would have a comeback for them, a witty one, you know? So that's one. You're going to have to deal with the, the fear and the doubt. You're going to deal with a lot of emotion that you probably haven't had to deal with in a very long time when you put yourself out there, like really out there. Two is you're going to question, you're going to start to wonder what people will think. Now, the first part is you, you know, your thoughts of you just imagining yourself in a situation. What if I go out there and, and I get rejected? What if I go out there and people don't like my new look because I cut my hair? What if I go out? You know, you, you start to think you, you, you're developing situations in your head, but now part two is you're starting to wonder what people would think, but it's a two-parter as the people who don't matter. And then it's the people who do matter. And for the people who don't matter, they can say something that's damaging and it can hurt a little bit. You know, sometimes you just don't expect it. And for the people who do matter and they just aren't for it, it could be very disappointing. And it's just like, wow, I am really working hard to rediscover who I am, to really just get from under this stone, this weight of what society thinks, what this generational setback is. I'm just really trying to make my own path here. Well, several things with that. One is that you're going to have to keep chugging on. Some people need to see the benefits and then they'll get on board. I know that sounds really uh, like a slap in the face. Like, oh, yeah, of course. They want to see, you know, the, the the bread after I bake it, but no one wants to help me bake the bread. That's, that's, that's really nice. They want slices, but no one wants to help. Unfortunately, that's how it is for some people. You, you're, you could be even starting your own business. If they don't get it, they just think it's silly. They think that you should just get a real job. Um, 
you got to really continue to do what you believe is right. But for those people who you do care about and it really influences them, you know, it has an effect on them immediately, say like a spouse, so you live with them. You can fill them in here and there about your wins. You can say things like, oh, you know, I made a sale today. Um, I streamlined the back end of my business. I am collaborating with someone who is uh, who's likable. They have that trust factor. They're known. You know, they're down to earth. They're going to work with me. Start telling them about your wins. Boom, 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 boom. Because that will help them to see a little bit clearer of what you're doing. Some people are just confused. And this is for those who care. Some people don't mean harm. They're trying to protect you and it comes off wrong. So keep that in mind. And now it could be one of those things where it takes you a little bit longer to have, to show that proof, proof. This is when you have a sit down with them and, and you just get, really just love with with them like hey look i am starting a business i can't compare myself to other businesses because they had a backing due to them being information technology so you know they they have an investor i don't have an investor i am working with my own money i can only dedicate two hours a day to this it's going to be a process now i need you to believe in me i need you to trust this process and, and hang in there with me. And then you can give them examples. So-and-so worked 10 years before they got here, 15 years. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to take me that long, but I'm just saying there's a process here, and I just need the energy of this household to be at a certain level to help me out, okay, so I can help us out, okay? Because my plan is I want to retire you. I want to spend more time with you. I want to you know, go on vacations more. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to fix up the kitchen. You know, start to paint this picture for people, okay? So that way they're more on board with you. And this isn't about making them be quiet, silencing them, anything like that. It's just providing a vision. That's what you do anyway in business. You present a vision. Here's my idea. This is my passion. This is my story. And you're giving them a vision in the process and people will be drawn to that. Okay. But don't get too caught up wondering what people will think. I did that with my braces for a little bit. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to get this done. And the thing is, it did take me a couple of years of me going back and forth. It was also that I'm going to be paying out of pocket, no mindset, which was a little bit scary. What, what if? No emergency ever happened where I had to, you know, have that money that I put towards my braces, you know, to go somewhere else. And it was it was right on time, too. I had uh, one of my wisdom teeth chipped while I was in class in school, undergrad, and it chipped several in several places. I almost I was choking on one. All right. I didn't realize what was going on. I just started off with a cough and I was like, oh my gosh, I had to excuse myself and went to the bathroom and it's just a bunch of chipped particles. <laughs> okay. Um, the other one chipped and one was infected. And I think the other one I just had just removed. So on top of that, 
because my teeth were crooked, I was chewing more on my left side than on my right side. By the time I went to my orthodontist, he said, it's a good thing that you, and this was me when I was 30, so this was four years ago. He says, a good thing you came in when you did another couple of years, and we will have been replacing more teeth because you are, I was just like grinding too much on one side. So it was, it was good that I did that. All right. So don't get too concerned about what other people want to think. It's only going to hinder your growth and your process. That would have cost me more teeth replacement. That would, what? No. And if you want to check out, I wrote a blog post all about that too. I broke down, um, just everything. I, I even showed you the process so you can see four weeks time, my teeth were already shifting in the right place. So I had before and after pictures. Uh, check it out. Uh, the link will be in the description for this episode. All right. So three, the ties will turn. So you get through fear and doubt. Would they pop up every now and then? Yes. But by this time, you already know how to deal with them because you know what your capabilities are. You're going to be resourceful. So you're going to bring people in to help you. You got this. So the ties will eventually turn, which means you will, going to number four, begin your transformation. Sometimes it's going to be slow. Other times it's going to be fast. And it could be due to any reason. It could be that you just pick up on something quicker. The learning curve is shorter. Boom, you take off. And other times it's just a process. You know, you learn one step. Step one to two is longer than step two to three. It, that's just how it is. Okay. Um, so be ready. I started off with, um, what was it? Did I get contacts first or braces? I think I got contacts first. Yeah. So I started wearing contacts and the reason why I, the real reason why I started wearing contacts is because my, my glasses kept breaking. Uh, my aunt Bonnie for many years tried to get me to wear contacts. I said, no, I'm fine with my glasses. My best friend tried to get me to wear contacts. Like, yeah, no, 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 I'm okay. But I'm heavy handed. And whenever I would go to use the cloth to clean my glasses, I would just clean it too hard and the lens would always come out. And then sometimes the glasses would break in the middle. One day I was at work, my glasses broke and I am very nearsighted. It was to the point where my friend had to drive me home because I was walking straight and then straight became me walking towards my right and almost walking into the column that <laughs> was against the wall. I mean, it's, it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. But <laughs> my thing is I thought, you know what? This is ridiculous and I need to get a better handle of this. I can't live like this where I don't know when I may break my glasses, okay? So I decided to get contacts. At first, I got clear contacts, and I thought, hmm, let me get a little bit creative. Let me try blue. Blue is one of, I like dark blue, like that uh, royal navy color blue. Um, so I figured, let me try that. Maybe I'll try purple next. It'd be like Elizabeth Teller. Uh, so you slowly begin to transform yourself. Then I, I got fillers under my eyes, and with fillers, some people just get thin skin under their eyes. And when that happens, you can see the blood vessels more, which are really purple. And I was told this by the, uh, the lady I saw who treated my fillers. 
and it comes up as dark circles under the eye. Now, this isn't for everyone. Of course, you got to get seen and then they can figure it out. But I thought I had dark circles under my eye. So I'm over here eating vitamin C or taking vitamin C tablets, things like that. I'm like, oh, it's just that. But really, it was just that my skin was so thin, you would see my blood vessels. And it, it was purple and it came up a little bit brown. And it looked like I haven't slept in a year. <laughs> so got fillers. It's great. I love it. And then uh, Kybella for my chin. I had to go back for more treatments. Uh, I got the first treatment a couple months ago, but then I couldn't get to go for the follow-up because I had the um, the bridal shower and then a wedding and it wouldn't have healed in time. All right. So that's that. You start to transform yourself. You start to do the thing that you really wanted to do. And even with some of the women I worked with, they have changed relationships. They have moved on or in the process of moving out of wherever they're at, um, whether it's with their spouse or just their, their boyfriend. They have been looking into more of their passions so meaning, for example, you know, taking classes that they like, something, let's just say something that's simple as pottery, all right? It's just a little outlet for them, right? There's nothing crazy, you know, there's no big, you know, return on the investment. It's just something that they want to do as a hobby, as a thing. But it recharges them. And that's what I'm talking about. You slowly begin this transformation where you're doing more and more things that make you feel alive. And that's not to discount having children or anything like that. Of course, having children in your life for some women brings that joy and excitement. But remember, before any of that, you are you, right? So it's just going back to that. And thinking about what did I really love to do? Oh, yeah, I love pottery. I love dancing. Let me go find some dance classes. I always want to try pole dancing. Let me let me look that up. Okay, it's just like that. So this transformation, the tides turn, this transformation begins where you start doing more and more what's piquing your interest, things that you wanted to do for a very long time, or things that you just press pause on. The five is that you begin not to care so much what other people are thinking. Uh, <laughs> and this is a very good point because it starts from, yeah, I was really worried about what, and this is true still to this day, what the neighbors are going to say, what people at church, the school, the job are going to say, because sometimes they're all connected, you know, people who are who go to your church and you work with them and you know your kids go to the same school. I was worried, you know, because they see me with so and so and now I'm gonna be there by myself, you know. It's so many things, right? It it started off with that when some of these women were working with me to, you know what? It is what it is. I thought it was gonna be a problem, but it's really not. And actually, some of the women have been coming up to me and telling me about their relationships with their husband or their boyfriend. And I'm just like, what? Wow. You are an inspiration to people known and unknown. I have said this many a times. 
You never know who's watching you. And that's why Papa used to say, he used to call me Pooh. He said, Pooh, you never know who's watching you. you. Never go the same way you came. Because he served in the military, in the Vietnam War. And one of the things he would say is, don't go the same way you came because you never know who's watching you. Now, he was telling me that as a young woman growing up, about to hit the scene of, you know, hanging out with her friends and stuff like that. But it ranged true for a lot of areas in our lives. You never know. That one post you put up, that one you know, inkling that you had like, oh, you know, I was going to post this today, hashtag live your life or something like that. And if someone sees it and that's exactly the message that they needed to see for that day, they may never tell you, but they just saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, I was driving into work and I just thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I'm at a dead end and it's live your life. You know what? I'm going to book that vacation. Like that. And it happened. It really happens just like that. So you are an inspiration to others known and unknown. You begin to care less about what others think, which leads me to the next point. Six is you begin to challenge yourself more. So once you get into this groove of, I don't care with, you know, people who really don't matter in my life anyway, I have to say, then you start thinking, well, hmm, what if I could go on a plane ride that's longer than two hours, maybe five hours, go across the Atlantic, go across the Pacific? Hmm. I wonder if I should just show up at that event by myself and see who I mean. Huh. wonder if I should get that dress with the back out. Hmm. wonder if I should buy those shoes that's $60. Normally, I wouldn't buy a $60 pair of shoes, but... Huh. You start to think about things. You start to dare yourself a little bit. And there's a little bit of fun in challenging yourself, putting yourself up for that, that dare. Will I do it? Will I do it? That's growth. That is you breaking through another ceiling. Okay? It doesn't have to be a crazy ceiling to break. Like lifting up a 50-pound weight when last week you were lifting 15. No. <laughs> But could it be that you just decide to go out to a nice uh, hotel lobby and get yourself a drink by the bar and see what happens? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. You challenging yourself does, yes, cause you to break your own ceilings, but it also reminds you of what you could be capable of in the future. So earlier we talked about looking at ourselves and having a conversation and reminding ourselves what we have done in the past. Challenging yourself is a bit of a foreshadowing. Like, hey, did I just show up by myself and I started talking to people, had a great time? Oh, I wonder what would happen if I showed up to other places and just be myself and talk. Mm. Moving on to number seven, make big changes risk. Okay, so here we go. We want from something that's, and that's not simple to just be somewhere and then talk to people. It definitely takes time. But here we are, a big change. What is a big change that's also risky? I tell you, getting a divorce, uh, several women who I work with, divorce, job change, 
personal habits change. Big, big changes, lots of risk. I mean, it's not easy making these big changes. But every woman is grateful for that payoff. No looking back. Not a single one of them. And it's not about just, oh, you know, get a divorce. It's me listening and them saying, I did this, I did that. I, I tried talking to him. I tried therapy. I tried, um, I tried, you know, his way for a while. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. And they got tired. And it, there just comes a time where you, you got to make a, a decision. And they are much happier much, much happier. Um, So there will be some big changes, big changes coming your way. And by the time these big changes come, this, you know, this big risk, like, oh man, like I'm so used to living life just one way. What would it mean if I changed it? Had that exit strategy, what would that mean? These big changes I'm taking a deep breath here because it's just like, wow. Uh, These changes are something that will reroute your life. And whatever happened in the life that you're about to leave, because you are entering a new chapter, it caused you to look at certain things in, in your life that, perspective what's what's going on what did I ignore um what did I deny myself and it could be very well that everything started off nice and neat you know the job was very nice it worked out well and then somewhere along the lines management changed something happened and now it's just not for you okay this is not about beating yourself up because you didn't see the red flag sometimes there are no red flags sometimes things People change. And this has, it's, it's so, it's a shame, but it happens. People change and people fall out of love. Job situations change. Okay. And w- whenever we're not growing, whenever we don't notice the growth, we feel stuck, stagnant, wondering contemplating, looking out the window, you know. And that's not a fun place to be. So when these big changes happen, you're actually more ready than you realize because you've been working up to this point. Even here, this is number seven. We had the conversation with fear and doubt. We thought about the questions about what other people would think. And then we dismissed it because the tides turn and we transform ourselves. We're not the same person anymore. We're not. And if someone from the past tries to help us remember who we were in the past, like it doesn't matter because I'm not that person. <laughs> that person was left in 2004, 2010, 2018. <laughs> okay. Now, some people will trigger us. We will be somewhere and someone might say something and we may go off. It happens. I mean, we have, we all have triggers. i tell you one thing. One of my triggers is when I see a woman being suppressed. Okay? 
you know, whether she's just, and I, I see some of these comments. This one sticks out it's fairly recently. A woman wrote, I want to go out with my girlfriend, but I don't want to wear anything sexy like a dress because I don't want to disrespect my husband. And the women were just saying, what, what are you, what are you trying to wear? Like what we don't, we don't even, we can't even answer that because we don't know what's your definition of sexy. I mean, you could be fully clothed and still be sexy because it's, it's your, it's how you move. It's your confidence, you know, it's how you carry yourself. So, I mean, if, you don't know how to answer that, but to think that going out and wearing a dress is disrespecting your husband. And I'm like, what's going on there? Because that can mean anything. Does talking to another man mean you're disrespecting your husband? No, it means you're just talking to a guy. Now, if you're being very flirtatious and all that, then it's just like, okay, you're doing too much. What are you doing? Or when a woman is just putting the children or a man before her children. It's like, that's, that's not a good environment. You are giving your power to a man, to, you know, your, your spouse, your whatever. It's just, that's not a good environment in any way, shape or form at all. And we really have to look at what are we doing? What are we sacrificing? We're supposed to, if, if there's anything we're sacrificing, is a, and it's not really a sacrifice, is when we're getting rid of a bad relationship. It's just, that's a great thing. All right? So I get triggered when I see a woman who has been brainwashed to think that doing something simple is disrespectful or you know, they're putting a man on a on this pedestal that is just to the point where everything else gets denied. Everything is revolving around the husband. And they don't know how to function without a guy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I, I saw that this one video popped up on my news feed and I was just disgusted. This one guy is a preacher and he said, oh, women who red, who wear red lipstick are, you know, the, the, they're representing devil, the devil. They're representing evil. I'm just thinking, red lipstick? And I'm not even making this up. This dude was just saying how women who wear makeup and red lipstick were just evil. You cannot wear lipstick and not wear makeup and still be evil. You can be a very mean person without makeup. I have seen, as a kid, grown women who wore no makeup be mean to their own kids. <laughs> just, it, just stuff like that. Like, it, that's what triggers me. Men who do that. Just stop. And then these tend to be the same men who have a lover on the side, who are, you know, whatever. Anyway, that's my trigger. So know your triggers. So that way you're less likely to just go off because I really wanted to write a whole paragraph. I wanted to write a thesis on why that guy was ridiculous. And then there's women there sitting up there, you know, going, mm-hmm, thinking to myself, you have no makeup on and your your lips are just turned. 
<laughs> like really? <laughs> you know, where where's where's you being espresso? Where's you allowing yourself to live? You're sitting there in a very hot church and just tearing down women who want to wear red lipstick and makeup. Just just it doesn't make any sense. So know your triggers so people are less likely to trigger you, right? Nothing would have came out of that if I were to write my thesis <laughs> in response to that video comment, right? Maybe there would be some people on his side and some people on my side and we go back and forth. But it would make me feel good for a couple of minutes. Nothing real would come out of that, okay? If I really wanted to do something, it would be to talk to the guy who thinks women who wear red lipstick are evil, but his mind is thoroughly made up. I mean, he has a whole congregation on his side, which means that he loves the power, right? Because he's up there doing his thing. So nothing would come out of that. You have to weigh your options. Number nine is, once you get through all this, really knowing yourself, having that conversation with fear and doubt, you're going to be on a mission to help others. Once I really started to acknowledge that my power is within me, like really acknowledge it, because I was someone who was just like, hey, look at this certificate that says I'm excellent in, you know, French and I'm excellent in, you know, this thing and that thing. And I got another excellent certificate for this and this and this that became my identity and I had to pull it back but unfortunately that didn't happen until after my grandparents passed away now I really started looking at my life like okay what's going on here did they live their life I think they lived their life to the max for the most part but am I doing that I'm like oh my gosh I'm really not and that set me on a course Man, whew. So now I want to help other women to be more comfortable with themselves, to, you know, live their truth, to take up space, to just really be comfortable with who they are. So when, and if someone comes around and they're questioning, why are you wearing your hair like that? Why you have tattoos? Why you don't want to have children? Why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. You can say, because... I do, because I don't. You don't owe them anything, unless you want to enter that conversation. Because some people, they don't mean any harm, but you can have a conversation with them, and then they may think, oh, 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 okay. And that has happened with me. I had a conversation with people, and their mind was changed. I didn't go in wanting to change their mind, but they just had a different perspective. Uh, Ten, the most powerful one out of all of this is no regrets. And why is this more powerful than knowing your triggers and conquering fear and doubt? Because fear and doubt will come up again. It just won't be as strong, but they'll come up. The triggers will come up again, but we already know how to handle that. If we forget and, and go into that void, then guess what? We're going to have a lot of regret. And that is, I don't have any regrets. 
but I had read articles about people who have regrets and that seems to be a very terrible, terrible feeling to have. No one wants that on their chest. No one. Because you, you can't get it back. It's not like you can just hit the rewind button on life and go back. You can't. You can't. Five minutes ago have already passed. Right? So if nothing else, when you really put yourself out there, remember that at the end of each day, before you get ready to go to bed, make sure you have no regrets. And if it's something that you wanted to say more, you didn't say, practice on saying more. Practice. That's that's really what it takes. Anyone who's great at something, it took several trial and errors, several, you know, practices. It it took just being consistent with that. All right. And I talked a lot and I almost forgot to give you the link. <laughs> so if you're still listening, <laughs> the checklist I have for you, just to make sure that you are on par with, you know, what, to, what happens when you put yourself out there, you know, just like some check marks to keep you at that certain level, just go over to tmariejohnson.com forward slash 212. All right. Forward slash 212. It's a quick recap. One is to have a conversation with yourself about fear and doubt. So you're going to debunk a lot of things and you're going to remember what you're capable of. And you're going to do this by looking in the mirror. All right. Look deep in your eyes and tell fear and doubt to go somewhere. All right. Two is that you're going to question, you're going to start to wonder what people are thinking. You know, so go through those motions. Again, debunk it, let it go. Because it's not really going to matter. But for the people who do matter in your life, who you believe will question you, imagine having a conversation with them. Imagine showing them the positive side. Give them a vision. Give them a story. Three is that the ties will turn. Once you get past one and two, the ties will turn. You will begin to transform yourself. There'll be a natural thing. And still, a little bit of fear is going to come up. Like I was saying, when I pay out of pocket for my braces, a little bit of like, oh, man, what if I need this money? But, hey, look, we made it past one, so we know how to address this. We made it past two when I said, oh, people are going to see me with braces. I'm 30. Nip that in the bud, right? I had a conversation with myself. Screw them. I need these braces. <laughs> I want a million-dollar smile, all right? I got over that quickly. Five is that you begin to care less, what others have to, to say or think. You, you just, you're shedding multiple layers of the facade that you put on that helped you to survive up until this point. And now you have on your actual true armor, which is allowing you to let all that stuff just roll off you. And now this is where you challenge yourself. This is where you're putting yourself out there to do different things you know, you're going to be a little bit uncomfortable, not fearful, just uncomfortable. Then you find your groove and then become more of a natural thing. After that, then you're going to make these big changes, okay? Those big leaps. And that's going to be okay. Again, a little uncomfortable, fear may come up, a little doubt of decision-making, but you got this. You're going to have uh, people by your side. You're going to be resourceful. You're going to bring in some people. You're going to attract some people and you're going to get it done. That's one thing too, is you're never alone ever, 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 ever. 
whether it's from the spiritual realm, which is spiritual guys, angels, or physical people, you're never alone. There's someone going through exactly what you're going through or something similar. Um, next is triggers. All right. Know your triggers. When you are putting yourself out there, know your triggers. There's been every now and then someone comes on my live stream and talk about sinners and stuff like that. I just block them. They're banned from the page. Okay. Every now and then there's someone telling me about, you know, the true source and how we don't need this, don't need that. I tell you guys, you don't need crystals. You don't need Oracle cards. But they are great aids, visual aids. They help, okay? Um, next is then you, you want to help others. It's just like, um, who was the actor that said it? Was it Kevin Spacey? Send the elevator back down. Once you made it, send the elevator back down. Help out someone else, just like someone helped you. Okay, help them out. Does this... Sometimes people get it confused with, oh, you know, this ain't about handouts. It's never about handouts. It's about being someone's, uh, being on someone's success team. That's all. You know the people who are working hard and they just need some help. That's it. You can tell the difference because you are someone who's putting in the work. And then 10 is no regrets, right? That's the thing that we wanted to avoid, like the plague, okay? No regrets you want to live your life to the fullest each and every day whatever that is for you all right so by the time we get through all this we're not going to have any regrets now i'm not talking about on the death but i'm talking about every day all right every day so that's what i have for you um definitely get your tickets to the demand of the goddess retreat because you know th- this is this is what we'll be covering to some extent okay some of the things, some of the things in here we will be uh, covering, especially the fear and doubt, all right? Go to uh, johnson.com forward slash retreat. Get your tickets. I would love to see your radiant soul there and, and connect with you person to person, all right? I am rooting for you. I'm sending you many blessings and be kind to yourself. Until next time. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.